0: This is the Drive with Larry Hardesty Podcast on ninety eight point seven ESPN. It's the Drive on ninety eight seven ESPN. 1-800-919-3776. 1-800-919-3776. So, before we get to the phone calls, I'm, as you can tell on Twitter, I'm, I was done with the Packers and Niners game at halftime. Because Green Bay didn't know how to stop the run. I was reminded of the aforementioned Bart Scott's comments to our South Palantonio nine years ago. Isn't that amazing? Nine years ago today on the sidelines in New England after the Jets defeated them, going to the AFC championship game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. When Bart said to Sal Powell, New England's defense couldn't stop a nosebleed. Well, I was reminded about that watching Green Bay try to stop San Francisco on the ground today. It was just hideous. So I'm going back and forth. I'm tuned out of that one. I'm being honest with you. It was just, it wasn't competitive. I'm looking at the SAG Awards for TV and movies. And I'm looking at the Rangers. I'm going back and forth with Rangers. And it's a it's a nice game. It's 1-1. It's competitive. It's going back and forth. Really good game. So I'm looking. I'm sitting down talking to my wife. It's 1-1 with the Mending and Chains left. I turn back to see the final score of the Niners. I turn to see one category of the Sags. I come back. Game is over. 26.5 seconds left. I'm thinking we're going to a shootout. I'm going to see maybe four on four, three on three, which I love. Three hockey, and eh, it's over. That's, that is as tough a loss for you to have, especially at home, with that little bit of time left. It's, it, it's gotta be frustrating. It's got to be frustrating. And as I mentioned earlier today, Carolina outskated, uh, the, the, uh, the Islanders by the score of two to one in the shootout. 1-800-919-3776. Before we get to the calls, let's review Kansas, Kansas City and Tennessee. First, we hear from Clark Hunt. Who? That has to be a really special feeling to receive the Lamar Hunt trophy, a trophy named after his father, because they're now the American football conference champions headed to the Super Bowl. And he says, we still got unfinished business.
1: I can't tell you how excited I am. For the Chiefs to bring the Hunt Trophy home to Kansas City. We've got the best fans in the National Football League. This trophy belongs to them. But we're not done yet. We're headed to Miami, and we're going to bring another Lamar Trophy home to Kansas City.
0: Yeah, they're still partying in Kansas City. There's no question about that. Patrick Mahomes, who once again was just phenomenal. And the run that he had breaking tackles, not going out of bounds, near the end of the first half was simply amazing and he said the goal was to get back to the Super Bowl
2: yeah I mean it, it, it's amazing uh, my first goal when I got here was to get that Lamar Hunt trophy back home I mean it hadn't been here uh, to have our owners uh, our owner's dad's name on it and the guy who brought us to Kansas City I wanted to make sure we could do that and I knew once you did that you had an opportunity to get the next one and so we're gonna work work all this next week and then we got to that to try to go get that one now
0: all right and of course to do that you had to be sure that you stayed the course
2: Yeah, when you're, when you're here, you got, you got to be focused. I mean, we got two more weeks that we can go do something special. And so we're going to do that. We're going to get right back at it. Enjoy this win of obviously uh, tonight, but then right when tomorrow goes, we're right back on to the next one. So congratulations.
0: Now, if you're Tennessee, the game plan today was very simple. You wanted to keep Kansas City's offense off the field. And to do that, you needed to have your run game to be outstanding as it has been for most of the season and definitely in the playoffs. But then you also needed Kansas City to kind of give you a couple of turnovers. You needed Kansas City to, you know, to almost play like they played the first half last week where they were just looked like they weren't prepared. They fumbled the snap. They, They they had fumbles. They had turnovers. They had dropped passes. They came out sluggish. So you really, you really, if you're Tennessee, that's what you needed. One or two of those plays, then to give yourself that running game, get Derrick Henry rolling, get him in gear and just eat the clock up. That's what you want. That did not happen. Although coming out, once again, Kansas City trailing, but they bounce back and they do what they do. And that is they score quickly and they go the length of the field if they have to, and they don't take a lot of time in getting it done. For Tennessee, a great year, a great year for them. Here's Mike Vrabel on the loss.
1: I felt like we got off to the start that we wanted um, in all three phases. But I think when you play teams like this and the teams that are good than the Chiefs, as explosive as they are, we kind of knew that they were going to make a run. Again, I'm not going to say that that was, you know, that three and out was the difference in the game. We punted down there and we just, we couldn't, you know, had some stops that we, we didn't get. The quarterback that would scramble on that, that series. In a perfect world, yeah. did I say, Arthur, hey, this has to be uh, the last drive of the half. Absolutely. But uh, that didn't happen. Doesn't mean the game was over. I felt like we still battled and competed. But that certainly was a big series for him.
0: And Coach Rabel, your team did battle and and compete. They did. But the difference in speed was simply unbearable for you. The speed on that Kansas City team, the depth, you know, you took uh, Kelsey away in a number of plays, and then the wide receivers kill you. So that's the matchup issue that Kansas City causes everybody. For Derrick Henry... This wasn't a lost season. As a matter of fact, he's looking forward to next season with confidence because they've got a lot to build on. I think it's uh, a lot of good things we can build off of. Um, this is a big step in great direction you know, for this team and you know, for this organization. I definitely want to say thank you to the fans. This city the Nashville for uh, the... Relentless support, you know, throughout the whole season, you know, throughout the playoffs, you know, throughout the whole season when things weren't looking as good, you know, the fans sticking with us, fans coming out to support us on road games, you know, through this whole playoff run, you know, making it very special for us, you know, and, um, you know, it's a lot of things you can build off of, and, you know, just want to say we appreciate it. Now, the next step for the Tennessee Titans, who's the starting quarterback in 2020? Is it Ryan Tannehill? Or will they go back to Marcus Mariota? Will there be an open competition to be the quarterback, starting quarterback for the Titans next year? Well, Ryan Tannehill comments on his future.
1: Yeah, I'll take a step back and and look at things here in the offseason. Obviously, uh, I love this team. I love what this team is able to accomplish. Uh, A lot of of love for for the guys on this team and and love playing with them. So, uh, I will take a step back and look at that. But right now, it's
0: just really can't can't think about anything but how close we were and, and this loss here's what Kansas City did that Tennessee couldn't afford to have them do they put Tennessee in a position where Ryan Tannehill had to win that game for them and you can't get into an offensive shootout with them that's why this matchup now with San Francisco is so interesting because as you heard Kevin Winter say at the top of the hour, eight passes for 70 plus yards for Jimmy G (laughs) over 200 yards on the ground. And San Francisco's defense is outstanding. Kansas city's defense has improved the big play offense. And once again, both coaching staffs have two weeks to prepare for each other. Two weeks. And just think about this. Kansas city, San Francisco this could be an outstanding Super Bowl it really could you're listening to The Drive with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN
1: Friends. How many of us have them?
0: Friends. 1-800-919-3776 it is The Drive on the Sunday night on 98.7 ESPN thank you for joining us at 1-800-919-3776 so Patrick Mahomes, quoting him, talking to our Ed Werner. Playing at Texas Tech, I put up a lot of stats, but we didn't win a lot of football games. I knew going into the NFL, I was going to do whatever it took just to win games, and that's what he's done. He's been amazing. He has. He's just been phenomenal with what he's been able to do. And listen, give John Lynch and the Kansas City, well, John Lynch is Frisco, but give the Kansas City folks credit For what they've been able to do, give John, John, uh, Jim, uh, give Lynch some credit too, out in Frisco, for what they've been able to do to resurrect these teams, and putting the right type of players around to know how to win, to be able to play either way. You want to pass, we can throw it. You want to run, we can do that too. But I think the biggest difference. And I know in this era of just throwing the ball 4000 5000 yard passing and you know just up and down the field and running game when you need it usually in the red zone or if you're Tennessee or, or Frisco to be able to run it from start to finish the difference in both these teams are their defense. Kansas City has been scoring and scoring and scoring but defensively they've been losing. This defense is much better than than anything it's been Kansas City's had. And when you talk about Frisco, that defense, they confused a veteran, Aaron Rodgers, who many consider one of the best quarterbacks to ever play and one of the best quarterbacks in the league right now. And they had him throwing into what he thought was the right coverages, bad throws, throwing too soon because the pressure. This defense against this offense is what it's all about. (laughs) That's what you want to see on Super Bowl Sunday. You want to see the best offense and the best defense. Can this defense solve the speed that Kansas City has? And can the Kansas City defense try to make Jimmy G beat them and not the run game? Oh, boy. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. 1-800-919-3776. 1-800-919-3776. Sam's in Flatbush. Sam, lead off on the drive on 98.7 ESPN. No,
3: no, you weren't. Okay.
2: Hello?
0: Hey, Sam.
3: What's up, Larry?
0: How you doing?
2: Great. Patrick Mahomes is something else. The guy can throw sidearm deep, short, anywhere. That's what you need as a quarterback these days. I think Sam Donald has that also. But you need a coach. You see with. With with Baltimore, I know they didn't win two weeks ago, but Lamar Jackson's throwing to open receivers.
0: Well, here's the thing, Sam, and thanks for the phone call. Here's what you love about Patrick Mahomes. It's not just his arm. It's the fact that he can beat you with his legs as well. And you mentioned Sam Darnold, and that's one of the things I'm sure the Jet staff would like to see. I know I would like to see him do that a little bit more. He was better able to move last season, uh, 2018, he was better moving around the pocket. He seemed to buy time a little bit. He was more confident running than he was this year. Now maybe he had some injuries that we didn't know about early in the season. You know, when he first got back from the mono, maybe he didn't, he wasn't up to speed, but that's what he was able to do to buy time to slide into pocket to if the receivers were, weren't open to run. And there were a couple of times even when he got back this season that he could, get first down open field right in front of him and would not run. So you want him to, you know, be more comfortable pulling the, allowing his legs to buy some time rather than to force the ball and turn it over. You want him to be aggressive, but you don't want him to be aggressive to a fault where now you've got turning the ball over and you headed the other way. So those are the things that he's got to work on spike is in jersey spike you're next on the drive
2: good evening my friend mr hardesty I, my day started off wonderfully well listening to new york sports and beyond get it up on the podcast because you and bill daughtry were brilliant this morning Thank you that, was, that was that was in fact you're welcome that was first of all knowing you guys and your friends of mine but that was so enlightening and historically beautifully uh, done about uh, Dr. Martin Luther King. And it's not on the podcast anywhere, so if you could take care of that. Now, if Kansas City and San Francisco are not the two best teams, I don't know anything about football. I don't know it like who, but I know it pretty well. should be the two best teams are definitely there. And unfortunately, as a New York, uh, New Jersey guy, I'm going to have to get on a bus or plane to see a team, a, a good team, play. at <laughs> a playing in floor. Somewhere because the, those two teams were superior. San Francisco all around looks like the better team, but Kansas City looks like they can't be stopped. I mean, yeah. And, and, uh, I just heard uh, from my stepson that uh, uh, Kansas City's a slight favorite. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know what they'll do with it. That'll adjust to the money. Anyone can win that game. Oh, yeah. No, that's, that's you, saw, you saw everything. What they did to, uh, I want to say, Brett Favre, to. Uh, Aaron um, Rodgers, yeah, they, 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 he looked like Raymond Felton. I mean, he, he, <laughs> he, he, he looked well. Just, just to give you a commonality there, and that's no he didn't
0: look that bad.
2: Yeah, no, first half, no, first half, he, he, he looked well.
0: They looked bad. They did look right. bad. They did, yeah, There's looked, no question. Looked, but still not like, close. still not well. Raymond Felton, the first half of the season, the second half of the season.
2: Yeah, before he gained thirty pounds. Uh, second anyway, half of the
0: season. Okay, I got you.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Just, just, just a little, a little levity. But the games, um, it's playing like Kansas City is dangerous. So this is going to be the best team. They can't get too far behind. No. This, de- this defense, and, and it's Lynch and the co- Who's the coach there? I can't remember the names anymore. Um, senior moment there. Uh, of where? Lynch. Of who? Lynch is the GM, and who's the coach? Shanahan? Uh, yes. No, uh, yeah. Yeah. Shanahan, okay. Yeah. So the uh, yeah, they Kyle. A- yeah, what were they? They were 4-12 and 12 last year or something? Or six? They were a terrible record They were
0: awful and have been yeah. awful the past couple. Well, see, last year or two, you remember, they didn't have Jimmy G because he had the injury. Yeah,
2: but, um, yeah, that's yeah. He's, but you know, he, didn't do he does what he has to do. And they're running back, and they got four-man rush. They're really good. And uh, I'll leave you with this. And again, always, thanks for getting me on. It's a pleasure mm-hmm. to listen to my friend. And please try and get that podcast up somehow. I... Um, I got to tell you, I told Joel, because I know he answers and he's real busy. Uh, forget the Nets with Kyrie. He called, uh, Joel called him uh, the, the cancer, which he, he looks like he is on any team he goes to. He's a problem anyway, severe problem. Uh I don't know how I'm going to watch the next the rest of the year. It like, <laughs> no, I, I got to tell you when RJ Barrett went down, the pit yeah. in my stomach went down. Cause, uh, I got to tell you old time expression from a Brooklyn and a Bronx guy, he ain't nothing to watch after him.
0: Maybe Alonzo uh, Trier will find his way off the bench now. He must've, he must've done something to, to a family member,
2: or someone or something, because, um, uh, something's cock idea. And, uh, uh, I don't know what they're going to do, but I'm not going to waste my time talking about a team that's going to be uh As so I said, I don't want to do what I did to you earlier in the year and give you years of famous events. Because I might have to go back to 1600. Yeah, no,
0: please don't do that.
2: Yeah. It's really, it's as bad and worse than last year because we've done nothing again. And yep. uh, and they're winning without pausing us, which is, is just crazy. Well, anyway, it was a good day for football. The best teams won, no question about it. And uh, I think we're going to have a good Super Bowl. Right now, I would flip a coin. Who would you lean to? And I'll listen to the rest of the program.
0: All right, Spike, thanks for the phone call. Right right. Right now, I think I would lean slightly towards Frisco. Slightly towards Frisco because that defense was just so dominant and has been. But once again, they did not have to deal with the speed that Kansas City has. But if they can run the football – And they're a little better and deeper than what Tennessee is. They're a little better defensively, and their run game is pretty good. It's comparable to what we've seen from Tennessee. The question is, with the long drives, will Kansas City have a chance to get the football? But once again, they don't need a lot of time. I mean, look at Mahomes today. 23 of 35, 294 yards, three touchdowns, and ran for another. I mean, (sighs) They'll be able to spread Frisco out. It's, it's fascinating, Spike. It really is. It, it's fascinating to look at it because on paper, it's, it's a toss up. That's why I think the early line was like a point and a half because the, the strengths are just amazing and they can be negated. Once again, I still think that Kansas City could spread San Francisco out. But and, and it's tough for me to bet against Mahomes, but if, if I had to do it right now, I would lean towards Frisco. You're listening to the drive with Larry Hardesty on ninety-eight point seven ESPN. If you're David Quinn, you you're you're like, What happened? Twenty six seconds. Give me a couple of more, give me give me something. What are you doing? How do you blow that? Hour number two of the drive on 9870 ESPN one eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six talking Super Bowl with you. Who do you like early, folks in Vegas? Got a one point differential with Kansas City in the lead. Boy, too soon? <laughs> no, never too soon, especially after this, especially after this week. You know, Joel just telling I were chatting about a, Darryl, a Darren Rovell tweet about how. Both teams, everybody covered. The winners covered. So this was not a good bookie day. (laughs) Folks in Vegas, not happy. No, not happy. Not, not. Everybody did. Everybody teams did what they were supposed to do. That's money going out, not coming in. That's a good thing. Look at you guys smiling over there. Look at you. Look at on your FanDuel and your MGM and your 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 various you know wage apps. Ecstatic big smiles huge super Bowl is not going to be easy though cuz everybody's going to go over over with the with the final score uh what over under 70 <laughs> over <laughs> take the over 40 35 final score right potentially could be two very good offenses to de- to one very good one good defense and give Kansas City credit this is not the same defense and they got better as the season went on so It's going to be fascinating. A little later in the show, before we leave you at midnight and turn the proceedings over to game night on ESPN radio, we will talk a little bit and update you on what's going on with the cheating scandal of Major League Baseball because a couple of Astros spoke over the weekend, and it was hilarious. I had tears in my eyes laughing at those guys. But let's continue on football right now. 1-800-919-3776. Let's go to Flatbush and see what Charles has got cooking on the drive. Hey Charles. you got it man, um, what's up? I know you're talking football, I just had a quick Rangers question
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, I was
2: wondering what your take was on their three goalie situation They have Heinrich Lundqvist, I'm a major Lundqvist fan, I hate to say it, but he's cold, he's dry <laughs> Then you have Gorgiev, who at an NHL level looks better than Shostorkin right now mm-hmm. And he's also younger than Shostorkin, I believe Then you also have Shostorkin, who's supposed to be the next one of the next greatest goalies So Mm -hmm. what are you supposed to do? And how long could they keep the three
0: goalies going? Well, I don't think they're going to keep them next season. I don't. I think they'll make a decision on which one of the young goalies are close. And the one that isn't, they'll send back down to keep getting work. And when when Lundquist's contract is done, Charles, then they'll make a decision. Either they'll say goodbye to him and thank you for a great career and what you've been able to do for us. And Charles, I thank you for the phone call, or, or they'll move on and bring the other, the young, have the two young goalies. But I, I think they will choose which one has the most potential, which one is played best the rest of the year. And then they'll, they'll make a decision going into next year. And believe you me, they've got the right guy at the helm to make a decision about goaltending. Cause JD was a heck of a goalie when he played. And so I, th- I think that's what they'll do. Um, and, it's, it's kind of tough with JD because, and it's, it's tough for JD. It's tough for Quinn. Uh, Kay talks about it a lot. It's tough when you have to decide on how do you send out an aging player, especially one who has been honestly the face of your franchise while the time he was here. And that's what the King Henry Lundquist has been. This team has constantly been put on his back to get them to where they've gone in postseason to get them on that Stanley Cup run some years ago for all the Stanley Cup playoffs for everything they do they've hopped on Henry Lundqvist's back and he's been the guy I mean the the parallel between him and Patrick Ewing is just endless it's endless for both of them to have played at the garden for both of them to have been on teams that were that almost got there but didn't win it, the, the the parallels are just tremendous it's, it's 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 eerie and how do you how do you send an icon for your franchise out with dignity guess what there is no way Somebody's gonna have their feelings hurt. Somebody's not gonna take it well. Fans are not gonna like, some fans are not gonna like it. Some fans are gonna be like, okay, well look, he is who he is. We're done with him. Let's move on. Let's, let's put some money into some offense and let's get some scoring in here. And that's how some Ranger fans have felt. But, you know, if you're David Quinn, if you're, if you're JD, you have to try to figure out and, and, you know, he's been a good soldier. Lundquist has been a good soldier. Obviously he wants to play. You know he does, but you've got two young goalies that you have to identify and see what they bring to the table, and if they are the reason, if they are good enough to continue on. So it's it's a tough situation for them, but that's what I would do, Charles, if I were J.D. Mike's in Queens. Hey, Mike, you're next on the drive.
3: Good. Good evening, Larry. How are you?
0: I'm doing good, Mike. What's going on, my friend?
3: Well, obviously, I have to tell you this has been a very, very bad week for me. Uh, I don't need. Uh, I think you know that. Uh, and you know, if the Rays of fans think losing a, in the last twenty five seconds is bad, well, you won in the last twenty five seconds a couple of days ago. And if that's and how about blowing a four one lead like we did yesterday? Okay, now you want pain a four one lead and you blow it away. How the heck do you blow it? Four one, Larry, four to bleeping one, and you and you lose. Larry, this has been a bad week for me. But on to the Super Bowl, the 49 Nineers and the Andy Reid. You know, the call before said Andy Reid, you know, it's not about deserving one, it's about getting one. Larry, uh, you, you look at Andy Reid's career, it wouldn't be a shame if he retired and, and never won, won a Super Bowl. I mean, that's when, that's his kryptonite. That's the one thing he hasn't done yet. And that's mm-hmm. what we all go through, is that every time it's a big game, he always loses lose it. So I think he should get one. But uh, does that come into play? Does he get out coached? I mean, let's be honest, Larry, in, a tough, in in this type of game, do you bet on Andy Reid? I wouldn't. But, uh, and it's because I think when it's all done well, I want him to win. I think this time, and also, Larry, this time being the 49ers in the Super Bowl again, this time, like, can we keep the lights on? Can the lights stay <laughs> on this time? Because last time the 49ers went in the game, the lights went off. But I think it'll be probably a blowout. I picked the 49ers, Larry. I want me to win, but I think it'll be a victory for the Bay Area team.
0: All right, Mike, thanks for the phone call. I tell you, I could see it. I could. I mean, you know, the Niners sacked Rodgers three times. They forced three turnovers, two interceptions, and the fumble recovery. I'll say this. You cannot, you cannot have turnovers in this contest. On Super Bowl you just can't like I'm telling you something that's not breaking news but what I mean is with this Frisco defense because you can't give them an opportunity to score and then you turn it over and give it back to them and they run the clock out and now even though you can put points on the board quickly you know now defensively they're in a situation where they play back they do some different things you know it takes you time to get the ball down the field it's um it's a fascinating game. It really is. It has the potential of being really, really good. It does. It does. And I just hope it is. You're listening to The Drive with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. You know, it sucks. It's, I'm going to be honest with you. It does suck. Uh, but you know what? I think, um, I don't know I'm excited for the investigation to get over with just so they can see that there was nothing going on here. It's the drive on 987 ESPN. That's JD Martinez of the Boston Red Sox on the, uh, Alice Core firing. <laughs> oh, I'm sure there's nothing going on, right? I'm sure nothing, nothing. And how about, and how about the promo before? We have a number of qualified candidates for the Mets for the managerial job. So many, we can't find one to name him. <laughs> We're still trying to figure this out. Like, like nobody had the foresight to say, gee, you know, let's just say for argument's sake that Carlos is involved in this. What are we going to do? Do we have a backup plan? Nobody, 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 nobody there was no consideration whatsoever. No thought. Ah, that's a guy. We got Carlos. We're good. Besides, we talked to Major League Baseball. They said he was good. Yeah, we're all right. He's not going to get suspended. We're good. But what happened? If something came up, ah, don't worry about it. We got Carlos. We're good. Nothing's going to come up. We're good. <laughs> now we're headed to the. Think about this: Super Bowl is in two weeks. Pitchers and catchers are like three, three and a half weeks. Oh, sorry, we're fine. We got plenty of time. We'll just we'll just keep digging and we'll just keep talking to people and we'll just we'll get it done. Don't worry. Have confidence. <laughs> yeah, right. In the Mets. All right, maybe they'll surprise me. Maybe they will. As of right now, no. I mean, honestly, call me paranoid. Call me what LeGreaux calls Mets fans. Call me call me one of the Mets fans that you know just loves to be miserable, that enjoys their sorrow. You know, call call me that. After you explain to me how I should be so confident in a team where a guy is on the same team that's involved in a massive scandal. They bring him over for a job interview and never ask him about anything that went on in Houston. And when asked why, they said, well, he was on another team that had nothing to do with us. <laughs> what? More on MLB's cheating scandal. Listen to uh, Alex Bregman. He was asked about the sign stealing scandal. Get a load of this. The
1: commission, the commission, the they made their decision on
2: what they're going to do and how do you feel about that there are those who want to say this this taint or damage is what you guys did
0: in 2017
1: like I said the commissioner made his report made his decision The asked made their decision and I'm further coming huh
0: okay so I'm sorry Giselle, Joel Didn't they ask him if it tainted what they did in 2017? Did he say yes or no? He didn't mention it, did he? (laughs) Well, the commissioner came forth with his decision. Yeah, he said you cheated. (laughs) That's what he said. (laughs) And your owner fired the GM and and the manager. How about that? Jose Altuve doubling down. On his Astros for 2020. Listen. Believe me, in the
1: end of the year, everything will be fine. We're going to be in the World Series again. Uh, people don't believe it. We will. You know, we will. Like, we made it last year. We won one game away uh, of winning it all. You know, I'm happy for the Nationals. They they won everything. They're a really good team. They deserve it. But we'll be in the World Series again. Maybe with
0: them. Maybe with another team. How you going to get there this year? We're going to... You're going to be blowing the coach's whistle. What's it going to be? And see, here's the thing that they have to deal with. However they do it, nobody's going to take them seriously. Even if they should find a way to make it to the postseason and find a way to even get to the, to the world series again, nobody's going to believe that they did it without cheating. There, we talk about how it's so important for the integrity of the sport. And that's what hurts baseball right now because there's questions. And I'm not just singling out Houston to say that nobody else ever decided to do any cheating or anything like that because I'm sure there's more teams doing it. That's why we're talking about the Red Sox. So I'm sure there's more teams. But nevertheless, right now, you've got no integrity to think that they did it the right way. None. Even if they win, you're going to be like, yeah, right. What did they do this time? Todd Frazier was on with Chris Carlin on Friday night here on 9870 ESPN. He was asked one of the questions that Chris asked him was to give his thoughts on the Astros cheating scandal as a member of the 2017 Yankees.
1: I think this is just the start of it. I, I think there's going to be a lot more that's going to come out. Uh, I could be wrong. Uh people are talking about guys having uh wires inside their shirt. Um uh, all speculation. Don't get me wrong, it's all speculation. I'm not saying it happened or it did, but uh, if that's the case, that's a bigger even bigger problem than what's going on. Uh, coaches knowing, banging on um garbage cans, um something that, you know, I'm glad I'm going to be doing something about it cuz this is definitely something that needs to be um needs to be checked, and uh, it's tough because what could have happened if everything was played the right way? I mean, we could have been sitting there uh, getting our, getting rings, or we could have at least made it to the World Series. And how many opportunities do guys get to make it to the World Series? So to feel like we're slighted a little bit there, it, it's tough for sure.
0: There's no question about that. And just think not only are we talking about being slighted and having the opportunity to play in the World Series, but just – how it impacts your financial situation. I mean, suppose Aaron Judge had a big series, he'd be getting more than the millions he's getting this year. It changes how teams look at their team. Okay, we didn't beat them. We have to be more like them. We have to do. We have to get more better starting pitching. We have to do different things to match up with this Houston Astros team because they're the champions. They set the tone. They set the standard for greatness in a particular sport because they're the champion. Now, Carlin takes us inside the clubhouse when he asked Todd Frazier about suspicion. Were the 2017 Yankees suspicious of the Astros, especially when you consider the Astros had no answer for the Yankees at here at the stadium, but in Houston, they were able to get by with some very close games. No, no, not that I remember.
1: Not that I remember. Um, maybe other guys were talking about, but I don't remember. Usually, everything everything's talked about in the in the clubhouse uh, about those things. And uh, I had the best view. I mean, if you want the truth, I'm at third base looking in. I'd never, I never thought about it. Um, there's noises in the stadium. You hear, you know, you just think it's just people screaming or you know somebody falling down or something, something knocked down, but. Um, maybe I should have paid attention a little more, but, you know, I'm worried about the game at hand. So um, it is it is what it is. It's
0: understandable. So Todd, father, were you angry when you heard about the scandal?
1: Not necessarily. I, I You know, I heard about it. I was waiting for everything to come out, and there's still more to come. So um, for me, once everything comes out, I know there's a couple things with coaches being fired and the garbage can thing, but I, I, I want to hear the whole thing. I want to see what the MLB is going to do once they finally figure everything out, uh, not necessarily just all the what the Astros did, and, and I'll go from there.
0: So here's the interesting thing, and it's been something that we've discussed on uh, the show we do during the week, ESPN New York Tonight, and also on The Drive. And that is what now, going forward, what Major League Baseball has to decide, and that is where does gamesmanship begin, and end and where does cheating begin and end thanks for listening to the drive with larry hardesty podcast subscribe and rate us wherever you get your podcasts